Hello, everybody. It's David Gray and Brad Sykes coming to you today on SWAT Radio, and we are glad you are with us. Doug McCary is off today, and Brad, I guess we have the privilege of uh, doing the last live program, not show, program for uh, for the next couple of months, because I think Doug is going to do some replays here in the coming weeks. This is kind of cool. I mean, <laughs> uh, first of all, I, I have not seen you in uh, at least a month and a half, yeah, maybe, a maybe more. Uh, usually we're, we, we get away uh, for at least a round of golf every quarter. Yep. But I think we're at least two quarters behind. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so this is uh, – in fact, Steve just uh, filled me in that this is our last live broadcast uh, as we go into the summer. Doug will pick back up in August. Now, listen, if you're, you're tuning in going, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> no, we'll be on the air. It'll just be some of the best of the best. That's right. It won't include you and me, probably. I was going to say, it better include many of my uh, participating shows. Yeah, exactly. Now, I, Doug was funny. Yesterday, I was I was talking with him, and he was asking me to come on, and he says, yeah. Um, he says, no, don't, tell, don't text Brad. He says, uh, I just want to surprise him. Just show up. I said, well, I think if you told him you're not going to be there, his choices on who's going to be there are his guesses are limited. So, well, he had asked me. I think he sent me a text on, um, oh, I don't know, may have been Saturday or Sunday. And, you know, I would probably like you. I had a lot going on. And I sometimes, if I'm doing a project around the house, I put my phone down and I may not look at it for 12 hours. Right, right. Uh, we didn't have any appointments that day. So, you know, naturally I'm doing some stuff around yep. the house. Yep. Didn't see the message. Didn't respond immediately because I, you know, it was basically, hey, any chance you could do radio on Friday? Well, I didn't respond immediately because I, I don't want to say yes without checking with my, you know, with my wife. Yep. And so anyway, I didn't respond until I think I texted him back like on Tuesday. I said, hey, sorry for the delay. Uh, I think I'm good for Friday. I'll confirm. And then I went back today and I'm preparing a lesson for Tuesday. And, uh, I went to the text and I realized I never really confirmed with him. So I said, "Hey Doug, what are we what are we talking about today yeah. on the air?" And uh, <laughs> and that's when he told me. He said, yeah. "Well, it's going to be you and David." I said, "Ah, oh, yes. Yep. I'm excited." Well, we did we did quite a few a while back, but then it's it's been a little while. So it's always it's of course it's always great to be here with Doug, but great to catch up with you and 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 be on with you as well. Well, and it's kind of funny. I was uh thinking when i walked into the studio well, what seat do i take yeah. I, I don't really even know I, I was thinking that uh when you're invited to someone's wedding you don't take the place of honor yeah. right i think that's in uh, in the gospel of luke you're, you're fine <laughs> i think i the, took the place of honor no there. no you're, you're you're that's exactly where i expected you to be so <laughs> well yeah. how are you doing man? I, i'm okay yeah i'm okay it's been a, we were just chatting before the break it's been kind of a a weird week um uh, my father-in-law died uh, last Saturday, and uh, 92 years old. He was in Reno, Calif- uh, Nevada. Uh, used to live in in California. So Kelly and I, we I had to play travel agent, you know. And uh, did put, you go out there? I did. I wound up going. Um, I I, of course, I've known him for a long time. Didn't have a super close relationship with him, and and I would say my wife's they were divorced. Her parents when she was young, and she had a relationship with her dad. Um, it wasn't you know, super close, but certainly had a relationship and wanted to be there. And I wanted to be there mainly for, sure, her. for her. 
And so um, we had all, I won't go into the uh, the details of the logistics, but let's just say it was a little crazy. She flew to Reno. I flew to San Francisco, saw my mother-in-law, who I hadn't seen for three years, drove up to Reno. We, we stayed in an Airbnb that was a shared space in someone's house for the first time. Usually when we've but done Airbnb. Airbnb. Yes, but yeah. it's usually a guest house or a separate right. suite right. or whatever it is. Right. This was a bedroom and a bathroom in somebody's house. Now, the good news was... But you weren't sure in the bathroom. No, okay. we, had a, we had a bathroom, but they, they uh, were musicians, very nice people, and they were gone. Uh, Saturday night for the most part. So we had the house to ourselves in the backyard, had a hot tub and a great view of the mountains in Reno. So we, we got the house to ourselves for a little bit, but it worked out fine. And uh, But just kind of a, a, a long few days, and he died. She was able to be there with him for a couple of days before he died and talk to him, And but he died on a week ago tomorrow, and uh, which – and it was very strange. This is just one of those things. I don't read into it too much, but it was exactly a year to the day, almost to the hour that my mom died. Is that right? Yeah. It's just kind of a strange. So so I was standing in a in a rehab hospice room setting with him dying one year to the day from being in the same setting with my mother. Is that right? Yeah. It was, so it was just kind of strange. And then you and I were chatting just uh, yesterday, a, a very close friend at our church and somebody were talking about spiritual maturity and, and spiritual growth, uh, somebody that was a real spiritual father to me in many ways uh, at our church passed away somewhat unexpectedly yesterday. It's a, it's a big blow mm-hmm. to a lot of people. And, of course, we're, we're rejoicing for him, and we know where he is, and, and right. he's just great. But uh, tough, very tough for his family, his wife and daughters who are grown, and, and for his church family. So um, kind of a kind of a— it's a rough week. Different week, yeah, yeah. a little different. Yeah. But, um, but you know, as Doug and, and Chuck have been talking about prior to yesterday, you know, on Tuesday and Wednesday this week, a, a lot of our, you know, how we react to these things is part of our spiritual maturity and growth. And, mm-hmm. and, and having a biblical worldview, you know, certainly helps us, helps me. Um, and I'm not saying I'm there yet, believe me. Um, I've been called a lot of things. Mature isn't always one of them. <laughs> uh, but But knowing, you know, that God is in control and and nothing surprises Him um, certainly help, and and knowing what His promises are to us certainly how would, how do we get through these well, things without it? <clears throat> one of my favorite promises is that He who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. Mm. It, it won't happen this side of glory, but He is in the process. You know, we had uh, Chuck Coker, Doctor Chuck Coker, at the uh, All SWAT retreat right. dinner. Right. Missed you, I guess. Yeah, that was the reason uh, you was missed. That wasn't there, right? But uh, and we, you know, <clears throat> obviously, if you go back and listen to the last, uh, not yesterday, but Tuesday and Wednesday's uh, SWAT episodes, uh, I've gone back and listened to one of them or most of one of them, mm-hmm. and it was, it was a good reminder that uh, the the spiritual fruit that is in your life is is somewhat the measurement of your life. I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and I have been in business for mo- our, our entire career, thirty over 35 years probably for both of us. <clears throat> and, you know, there hasn't been a business I've run or owned that you didn't look at the data. You, mm-hmm. d- you didn't look at the numbers and, and whether or not you're being fruitful. Right. You know, when you think about what God told Adam and Eve, he said, be fruitful and multiply. You know, he says the same to us. Not yeah. That just doesn't just mean have children. It means that our lives yeah. – should be fruitful. Right. We should be multiplying. Right. And of course that 
gets into the area of discipleship and the importance of discipleship. Why why is discipleship such a big deal? You you just brought that up. That <clears throat> here's a guy who is a big part of your life. Yeah. Uh, as Chuck Coker was a pater. Yep. Is is a father figure right. uh, who is discipling. And uh And I liked what Chuck said about about the difference between teaching and discipling. Not yep. obviously <clears throat> teaching is needed. He wasn't knocking teaching. Teaching is needed, but the maybe that I kind of look at it like the teaching comes first. We have to have teaching. The Bible says be 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 transformed by the renewing of your right. mind. We got to get it into us. Yes. You always say it's got to go through us, yeah, right? The absolutely. gospel's got to go through us. And the teaching, but then the coming alongside, the discipleship, the mentoring, mm-hmm. the talking about it, right? The 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 applying it, the mm-hmm. the life lessons, the the explanations. That's the discipleship. And the accountability of yeah. it too. Yeah. You, right. know, you you think when you know when you look at Matthew twenty eight nineteen and twenty it it, it says that uh, Jesus first of all he begins that statement with saying all authority in heaven and and on earth has been given to me so that's kind of the 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 preface to the statement he's about to make and then mm-hmm. he says now therefore go make disciples baptizing them in the name of the Father Son and the Holy Spirit. And teaching them to observe all that I've commanded, mm-hmm. and he ends it by saying, kind of almost to say, "Hey, remember, I'm with you." Mm-hmm. But this idea of teaching, not just teaching only, not just baptizing only, but teaching to observe. Uh, I, I, I was, you know, part of my spiritual growth came as a result of my brother-in-law who led me to Christ. Right. <clears throat> he didn't just give me. Orthodox. He didn't just give me doctrine. Orthodoxy has to lead to orthopraxy. Mm. It, otherwise, it, as Dr. Howard Hendricks would sit on the front row of the of the uh, chapel when his students would be given their sermons, and he'd put a sign up that said, "So what?" <laughs> all all this stuff you're sharing, and yeah. he, he it was just a reminder <laughs> right. to the to the to the preacher who's going to soon pastor a church. Mm-hmm. So what? Yeah. So, so you know all this stuff. You can quote verses. That's great. Yeah. But if you're not applying these things, I remember my dad, when my dad taught me how to play golf, he didn't give me a book. Right. He took me out on the course. And while he was a phenomenal golfer, I learned from him. He didn't just teach me. He taught me how to yeah. do it. Yeah. And I think that's a... That's an element that's missing, and I think uh, Doug and Choke, uh, Doug and Chuck, uh, touched on that a lot, a, a little bit on Tuesday, where I think we live in a time where, and I, you and I've probably even talked about this over the years, that we we've elevated pastors to a role mm-hmm. that they they're not really called to. Right, and Doug is always quick to remind when we talk about that about what it says in Deuteronomy, what it, what Peter says that we're kingdom priests. We're all kingdom priests. It's not just the role of the pastor. Yes, they they have a different role, and they're called to a certain uh, level, if you will, of p- pastoral care and teaching, but we're all to be kingdom priests. Yeah. We all are kingdom Absolutely. priests. Absolutely. So Absolutely. it's not just on the on the pastor. Um, well, it's a lot easier, isn't it, to just say, tell your neighbor who doesn't know Christ, hey, why don't you come to church with me? Yeah. As opposed to taking the gospel to him. Right. Right. Yep. We're going to take our first break. We're glad you're with us on SWAT Radio. It's David Gray and Brad Sykes. And for 
Doug today. I don't know which one of us is in for Doug. I guess you are because you're in that chair. No, like we're you both said. in. <laughs> uh, give us a call if you'd like to ask a question or make a comment. 844-777-7928. And we will be back after this break. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. Uh, we had a little pause there on the playing song for a second. I thought I was going to have to start singing. And uh, as the tagline on one Seinfeld episode says, that's not going to be good for anybody if I have to do that. So, well, Brad, I always expect you to do I gotta have one. I got I to gotta have one in there. Yeah, I got to have one. But um, And by the way, on a on a lighter note, I know we all, Doug explains that we usually talk about kind of our culture and maybe a little bit about current events in our first 15 minutes, and we, we kind of dove into the spiritual maturity. But I just have to put a little shout-out out there. Great first game of the NBA Finals last night with my Boston Celtics uh, beating Golden State. Did they really? Yeah, out in San Francisco. They were down down 13, I think, going into the fourth quarter. They outscored the Warriors on their home court 40-16 wow. to 16 in the fourth quarter. <laughs> At one point made 10 straight shots. So, uh, you know, you and I have joked about this and talked about this. I... Nobody was a bigger NBA fan than me growing up, and in the eighties, of course, I, I loved the Bird teams in the eighties, right. oh, and yeah. and um, but you know, I've I've been less than enthralled over the last many years with the NBA and some of its antics and things it stands for. But I'm I'm trying not to lose my love for the game. Well, I think that's it. That's good. Yeah, you know, and I, sports <laughs> has been such a big part of my life, and and and, and God has taught me a lot through sports and through teams and being part of a team and all that but you know i'm trying not to lose my love for the game but uh so i've been i've been watching and it's been a fun playoff run i i was uh when i was in reno with my wife they were they were playing um game seven against miami and uh i got the time wrong with pacific time and uh 
and you Eastern missed the time. Game. No, no, I, I let's. <laughs> I was uh, three hours early for the game, and where Kelly dropped me off to watch it. So, um, I, I, I suffered through though with chicken wings and a few, uh, a few beverages. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, interesting. I, I'm probably with you. I, I was. Uh, I love basketball, yeah. uh, but I got to be honest. I have not watched an NBA game in three years, yeah. two or three years, yeah. probably. Yeah. And and I it, it, I hate that. Yeah. Because I, I, I really enjoy. I'm yeah. with you. I enjoy sports. Yeah. Uh, I we were obviously growing up in Houston. We were big Houston Rockets fans. I have a basketball sitting in my house that was signed by the, all the members mm. of the World Championship wow. in 94. Very cool. And, uh, of course, they won it in 94 and 95. Uh, yep. Went to one or two of those games. Yep. And, uh, uh, in fact, my, my brother-in-law who led me to Christ, they had front row seats mm. at, at the games. That and always so, makes it fun. I tell you, I, I had I had Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson come into my lap yeah. for layups yep. sometimes. Yep. So it's pretty exciting stuff. Yep. And I think, you know, it's a – it's. Uh, I mean, I know a lot of people that have kind of bailed on. Yeah, on unfortunately, the cu- the culture and the the wokeism that we talk about every mm-hmm. everything's been so infected with that that it that you can't just enjoy a game anymore. Right. Go to the game right. and feel like you're just going to a sporting event. That's what I'm. That's what I'm going for. Yeah, and exactly. And so again, I'm trying to not lose my love for the game and watch the game and and and. Same with all sports, but but not get caught up and just try to ignore some of the other stuff and and you know and well, hard to do. But it is. Now, how about baseball? Well, I love baseball, and I always said you know I played baseball growing up, and I always said baseball. I had basketball was my main sport, but I had more fun playing baseball. And uh, I I don't watch. Was, there, was that a height issue? Or? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a it was I can't hit issue. I was good field, no hit, but um. Uh, you know, I will still watch, and you know, I love the Red Sox, and I love right, love the Boston right. teams, but uh, not as fervent probably as I once was. And I think, you know, we start talking about some of these issues we're talking about, and folks around you, you know, I'm at that time of life, right, where I'm either going to it seems like to funerals or weddings, and um, you know, you start, and and I think getting back to maturity, you know, I think you start recognizing more what really is important. Not and again, not that. You know, God's given us all good things, sure, including yeah. sports, right? Including right. team, totally. team totally. related things, and uh, you know, but it just where it would have dominated my life in the past, and I would have made my schedule around, you know, the Patriots or or, or, the, or the playoffs or whatever it is, right? I mean, I still am very interested, and I'll try to watch, but it doesn't dominate my schedule maybe the way it used to. Hey, let's be honest. There's not a lot to watch on television no. anyway. No. Sports uh, are still it's, the it's best awful. reality no, show. It is. That's right. It is. And, you know, I was thinking as you were talking about how sports, even sports, God has used sports to even shape your life. I mean, we've had no professional doubt. athletes in this studio where we've interviewed. I know a few myself that they would definitely tell you that sports in some ways has shaped your life. When, one of our good friends, Brian Andrews, mm. <clears throat> he and I have played a fair amount of golf. I think he says, you know, golf really exposes areas of your life when you're having a bad day. Sure. You know what I mean? It sure. is so true. Just I mean, like being careful about putting any kind of uh, Christian bumper sticker on your car. If I you're, gonna, if you're going to be a, a driver that uh, <laughs> might show the opposite of Christian virtues. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're we're gonna move on because you, you just go. hit a hot button there. <laughs> that was a nerve right yeah, there. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, 
I think we can pick a lot of things like that yeah. that, that you know we all fall short in. So. Yeah, amen to that. Well, you know, I, I, I want to kind of get back, and I know you know Chuck and Doug talking about spiritual maturity, and um, you know, coming out of the Swall SWAT dinner the other night, you know, that was that was a lot of the emphasis was on becoming a disciple making disciple. Mm. And you, you know, I think one of the challenges, and we talked about it just before we took the break, is that you know we we have these fantastic uh, preachers who communicate so well. I go to a church where our pastor's a great expositor; he's a great communicator, and we hear that, we see that week after week after week, and we begin to measure ourselves against that person, and we think we don't, you know, we. Hey, I can't share the gospel right. like he can. And so we default to just sitting around, mm-hmm. just uh, just being an attender, c- kind of like a sports game. You know, you and I turn on a sports game. We're just yep. spectators. We're right. just watching. Right. That's 90% of the church. I don't know what the st- statistics. Chuck kind of mentioned something, and I can't remember what it was. He did. Was he did. What? Were, and I, now I'm gonna. I I had it in my head, and now it's gone out of my head. But he gave the Hebrew word for child that's found in First John, the yeah. technion, technion. technion, and he said that that sixty percent of churchgoers in America. He and he's looked like you said at all this data. Um, are are technion are are childlike? They they might know. The very very basics, but and Doug pointed out they they people who think that they can read the Bible automatically, assuming that they're then going to grow in it and understand it and have wisdom. Chuck mm-hmm. was talking mm-hmm. about the difference between knowledge and wisdom, right? And right. Um, you know that's a that's a quite a statistic, a jarring statistic for him to to throw out there. Well, yeah, I still remember. I shared this uh, Wednesday night at the All SWAT retreat. Is that. I was very fortunate that when I came to Christ, when I surrendered my life to Christ, the very next day, my brother-in-law came by mm. my house, picked me up, took me to lunch, <clears throat> took me to breakfast. Yeah. And and this, generally, what he said is he said, "Brad, I don't want you to be a spoon-fed Christian." Mm. Mm. And and yet most of the church, most of those in evangelical churches today are spoon-fed Christians. The only source of spiritual nourishment comes from the pulpit Mm -hmm. and there's and so tim was always encouraging me to be in the word be studying and reading meditating memorizing the word he in fact he he said don't don't be a berea be a berean you know we think of Acts 17 which we're going to be looking at coming uh in the fall uh Acts 17 i think 17 17 or 17 7 it says you know that that the bereans uh, were more noble than those in Thessalonica. They examined the scriptures daily to see if these things were true. Right. What if we, as as the church, when we heard a message on Sunday or we heard a message at SWAT, if we went home and we re- how do you know something's true? Huh? I mean, when you say when it says they examined the scriptures daily to see if these things were true, how do you know if something's true? Yeah. Well, like you test Doug, it. yeah, you test it, and and you also have the not have the understanding that God is truth, and exactly. and so and like Doug was talking about yesterday or on Wednesday, you, you know, God is truth. Jesus said, "I'm the way, the truth, and the life." Mm-hmm. And so we SWAT is based on 
at, you know, the scriptures, that, that we believe that the scriptures are the word of God and that he's truth. And, and um, you know, obviously starting there. Well, I mean, Je- Jesus himself prayed to the fathers in John seventeen seventeen said, sanctify them in your truth. Yep. Your word is truth. Right. As he adds to that. Right. Uh, and and, and, and kind of following up on your, your point about reading the scriptures, studying the scriptures, looking for the evidence in the scriptures right, that something's right, true. Right. Think about what happens if people don't know the scriptures. And I and I think I've mentioned this on the program before. I think I got this from Alistair Begg. People will believe anything. Ignorance breeds confusion. Mm-hmm. I mean I mean mm-hmm. just to take something simple, how how many people might actually think that it says in the Bible God helps those who help themselves or something like that. Or mm-hmm. or the more common one that we hear all the time, mm-hmm. money is the root of all evil, right? It doesn't right. say that. It says right. for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. But this idea that we have to know the scriptures to be discerning mm-hmm. about what's right and wrong, about the messages we hear, and especially now in this culture, because Satan, it's pretty obvious when something's blatantly false, right? Mm-hmm. But he doesn't operate that way. No, he's he very doesn't. crafty no, and he's exactly. very smart. And he and he takes things that are true and perverts them a little bit and let's, twists let's, them a little bit. Exactly. Did, did God say that? Yeah, did God really say? Right. And and if we don't know what the scripture says, or we don't or or if, if we realize we don't know and we don't go to look for it, then we're gonna get fouled up. Mm-hmm. You know? And mm-hmm. and it's it's happening all around us. People will believe anything right. but the truth. Right. So well, and I think you you know just to put it on a very basic level, you know we I've got six grandsons. If if one of those grandsons was not growing, it would immediately trigger there's something wrong here. And yet we see lack of spiritual growth all every day, and we don't address it. Yeah, maybe we can talk about that when we come back from the break. Yeah, we're gonna take a break for the news here at the half hour. We're glad you're with us on SWAT Radio, David Gray and Brad Sykes. And again, we're talking about some some things that you might have a comment or a question about. You can feel free to call us at 844-777-7928 or send an email to ask at SWATradio.com if you don't want to be on the air. We're going to take a break for the news and we'll be back on the other side. Come on back. You've been walking the same old road for miles and miles. If you've been hearing the same old voice at the same old lies. If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes, happy to be with you on this Friday afternoon. And as always, we are glad you're with us. Um, Give us a call at 844-777-7928 if you have any questions or comments. Just as a reminder, Doug is is away today. And starting on Monday, SWAT Radio will still be on the air at 3 o'clock Eastern time, as it always is. But 
Uh, they will be some replays for the next several weeks. And uh, and by the way, we didn't mention earlier, if you want to uh, listen to any past broadcast, you can go to www.swatradio.com or download the SWAT Radio app, which is a, 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 has a lot of great features, and you can listen to any past broadcast. Yeah, definitely. You maybe, maybe you can pick up David Gray. That's right. Past episodes. That's right. The, um, also, you, you had mentioned uh, if you had a question or comment, you can email us. Uh, actually, email me at brad at swatradio.com. Okay. If you do it to ask, Doug will get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's not and here to And then he'll call that. in and, and read the question, and it won't be very efficient. Exactly. Well, I, you know, uh, David, <clears throat> I, I think uh, even related to spiritual growth, I'm encouraged uh, that Doug's going to take a, a few weeks off. Yeah. And uh, I know he and I will be meeting uh, from time to time. Uh, but, you know, even even our our spiritual leaders <clears throat> need to take a break. Oh, especially they do. Yeah. And, I mean, you think about, uh, you know, some, sometimes you need a vacation. Sometimes you need to get away, get a little rest. And, quite frankly, to minister to your primary ministry, which is uh, to Lori, Doug's wife, yeah. and his family. Yep. And so keep, yep. keep Doug and his family in your prayers uh, during the summer, obviously all the time, but especially while he takes a – takes a little break for a few weeks. Yep, so. absolutely. And he's got plenty to keep him busy with that big family that he has and those sweet girls. He's he got a really, really, uh, the group of girls. I know he's got grown children, and he's got those sweet girls at home with him yeah. right now, although one is either just the second one is either just left or getting ready to leave for her for her summer and then her college. So. Well, in fact, uh, you, you one of the things you should go back and listen to the broadcast from yesterday. It's, I've got it on my list to go back and listen to. Uh, Doug had his youngest son, his not, yeah, his youngest son Ryan on. Ryan has his own podcast, mm-hmm. and so I'm going to go back and listen. I, I've known Ryan for many years, yep. and so I'm excited to go back and listen to that. You know, David, I was thinking, and I wanted to ask you this question. I was sharing kind of when I came to Christ and the importance of somebody really immediately beginning mm. to disciple me. And I think what's happened today is because you know, I'm not I'm not blaming anything in particular. So this isn't going necessarily to a specific church. I think it's just in general because of technology, because of smartphones and computers and apps and all this stuff, we have access to so much information. I mean, I, I've always said, uh, you know, I think that the reason I'm very passionate about meeting with people face-to-face, one-on-one, is it's not to teach them. I mean, yes, there is teaching. There's an element of teaching. But if they want teaching, there are a 100 podcasts from some of the best preachers. You mentioned Alistair Beck. I mean, he's one of my favorites. Yep. That if you want good teaching, you can you can certainly do that. But I think because of that, people think that's discipleship, mm-hmm. that teaching is just discipleship. Doug actually brought up, the, and he has at SWAT meetings, but I think he brought it up a couple of days ago, the difference between the Greek, uh, the Hebrew, or the, the, the disciple, the Greek disciple versus the Hebrew disciple. The right. Hebrew disciple was taught, but he was taught to follow and become like, and become like yeah. his master. Right. And uh, with us, I think we're very much an information mm. information gathering. I mean, we're we're one click away from Google answering just about any question you have. Yep. And so, you know, it used to be when we were growing up, 
you know, who did you go to yeah. for spiritual questions? Yeah. Yeah. Who, who did, you know, when you came to Christ, yep. did, did you have that in your life? Somebody, yeah. My, my experience was, was a little different. My dad didn't become a believer till I was about 10 and my mom always was, and she took me to church, but I would say, you know, as I was a teenager, certainly my parents. Um, and then as I got older, there were people in the church, whether it was youth group leaders. And then as I, you know, became a young adult, um, other friends and, 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 um, associate pastors and Bible study teachers. Yeah, there have been a lot, a lot of different people. And I would say, you know, thinking back to what you said a few minutes ago about the church, uh, people going to church and just listening, and as Doug and Chuck were talking about consuming, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was in that boat for a long time, thinking that, you know, as long as I went to church, um, you know, I was I was doing what I was supposed to do. I didn't have, I didn't have a huge interest in being discipled or discipling. I didn't have a huge interest for a long time in relationships. Um, I wanted to kind of do my thing and be left alone. And as long as I, you know, went to church and Mm -hmm. maybe was involved here and there or did a service project here and there, I'd be okay. And, and now, and I give, I give my experience in SWAT, um, uh, uh, has changed me. Oh, God has changed me through that. Um, and and other, and this has gone on for the last, you know, 20 to 30 years, really. Um, I did, there was a period in my life, like I said, where I didn't really want close male Christian relationships. And now I have almost more, I shouldn't say more than I can count, but I have a lot mm-hmm. and I don't know what I do without them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and God has shifted that in me and just the things, exactly what you were talking about earlier, the, not just the teaching. I have learned a tremendous amount from a teaching standpoint from a lot of these guys that are in my life, the the friend of mine that I was talking about that just went to be with Jesus and mm-hmm. and other guys that, you know, uh, I'm involved with, <laughs> you and Doug especially included and, and, and so many others. Um, but it's the relationship. It's Doug mentioned a, a guy that got in contact with him who had been in a Bible study of Doug's 10 years ago, and right. he, Doug hadn't talked to him in 10 years, and he said, he called him, this guy said to Doug, I called you because... I could tell you loved Jesus and you were real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can go to your point. He could have gone anywhere to get information. Sure. But he wanted to talk to Doug because he knew Doug was genuine and Doug represented Christ. Right. And, and I think that in relate, it's relationships where we are able to be discipled and to disciple. And trust has a lot to do with that. You, you form a relationship with somebody, and it might be initially – on the golf course, or it might be initially, hey, come to church with me or come to this mm-hmm. men's breakfast. Mm-hmm. But that's just the door in, the, right. the door opening. <clears throat> and then it's, you develop that relationship and you can be discipled and then you can learn how to disciple. So I would say that's a very long answer to your question, no, but, I, but I think it's it's been a lot of different people in my life and it's been that experience of going from, I don't really want to hang out with a, with christian guys you know you you tend you you tend to think of that you know okay we're going to go on the weekend men's retreat and you know listen to guys snore and things like that but that's not what it is it's i have such deep friendships and relationships now even if i did that doesn't mean i hang out with these guys every single moment of my life i mean you you and i we might not see each other for several weeks but i could call you and we could pick up in two seconds where we we left off and and so that i think for me and that's 
just so important. So if, if you know if you're listening and you you may be in the boat that I was describing or that I was in, it just you know take that step to to get involved in something, and not not because it's a checklist item, but because of the heart benefit and the life benefit that that having those kind of relationships brings. That that is such a good word, David. And uh, I mentioned this. I heard my pastor say this about two and a half, maybe three years ago from the pulpit. And this is a, a large church, uh, several campuses, a uh, lot of young people gathering at this church. And I remember him saying from the pulpit one Sunday, he looked out and he said, you know, my greatest concern for the church, for this church in particular, is as I look out across the landscape of the, of the congregation, I see a bunch of 30-somethings. Mm. I don't see a bunch of 60s and 70-somethings. And I shared this Wednesday night at the all-SWAT meeting. I said, as I look across the landscape of the men that come to SWAT, I see a lot of 50s, 60s, and 70-somethings, mm-hmm. not a lot of 30-somethings, right. which really is a, a a call or a herald to go make disciples. And what does that look like? I think for a lot of people, David, they're, they're probably like you, what you just said, is that, man, I just don't have that interest to to go get into some deep spiritual conversation right. with somebody. I really don't. I, I remember that even in, at a season in my life in a particular area area of my life i didn't want to engage in that area mm-hmm. now think about that yeah yeah you know, lots of men may be listening to us there may be women who are listening to us who have certain areas that they're not willing to give over mm-hmm. to, to the lordship of christ mm-hmm. i had that in, in an area of my life yeah i i, and, I can relate to that as well and it, it i'll just tell you it was a financial issue mm-hmm. and uh and i remember very reluctantly going to a small group that was going to discuss financial biblical principles. And I thought, that's probably the last thing I want to be a part of. <laughs> and I went, you know why I went? Cause my wife said we needed to go. Mm-hmm. I went, you know, our God, God uses our wives in a mighty oh, way. No question. And, uh, that, that little small group changed my life. Mm. I mean, genuinely it changed my walk with Christ. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you say, well, it changed my life in a financial sense. No, it didn't. I mean, it did, but it changed my heart. Yeah, it's a heart it was. change. It was, right. it was a heart yep. change. Yep. And and sometimes you're going to be forced to go, not forced, sometimes you're going to go reluctantly to those situations. You may have done that. Oh, I, I, I absolutely. I, I think of a lot of things. One of the, you know, when we say go make decide, what does that look like? I have kind of three E's that I use. I engage, equip and encourage mm. what does it mean to engage with somebody listen it can just be hey you want to go to the gym with me right hey you want to go play golf you want, let's go hit some balls at top golf right you don't have to say a spiritual thing the whole time you're there absolutely just get to know them. absolutely that's what people need and want that's right they want somebody who takes an interest in them and will and will be genuine with them right. and listen and not be fake yeah right uh, i mean i again i I've experienced both, and I, I I think at this point I know the difference between both. I, you know, and and I'm trying to be somebody who genuinely is interested and and listens and but asks the, questions. The beauty is we don't have all the answers. No, you know, we're, certainly we're, not. We're still we're in transformation. We're still being sanctified. That's right. And uh, you know, that's that's good news. Well, the hour is flying by. We're going to take our last break. Call us at eight four four seven 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 nine two eight with a question. 
or is it brad at swatradio.com? If you want to email us a question, we will be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Why you ever chose me has always been a mystery. All my life I've been told I belong. At the end of the line, with all the other not quite, with all the never get it right. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. A couple of nobodies, right? Uh, I love that song. Amen to that. I, 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 uh, I thought you were going to say speak for yourself. No. <laughs> no, but I love the line in that song. Uh, David brought a rock to a sword fight. I Isn't that a great line? There's a it. bunch of good lines in that song, but that's a, that's my favorite. Hey, so. I don't want to, you know, we, we are in our last little segment before we uh, break for the day and for the weekend, but you were just... Uh, People have asked me over the years, you know, what's it like doing radio? <laughs> and honestly, I mean, I was looking forward to today, but in reality, I enjoy the breaks maybe more than <laughs> more than maybe being on the air because what happens on the breaks is I know we end up having some pretty cool conversations, yeah. and I think you just shared one with me that I really want our listeners to hear because it relates to a, a, a yeah a man who discipled you yeah yeah well my my friend and I'm going to not mention his name just out of you know his family's privacy and all that but my friend uh who passed yesterday actually yesterday morning he and I became close over the years you know attending the same church and um being probably part of a couple of different men's studies and groups and um anyway he we both liked John Eldridge, you know, I over the years we both read a lot of his books, and Eldridge had a had a running theme through some of his books about kind of getting guys out of their comfort zone and getting them out into into the wild a little bit. One of Eldridge wrote a book called Wild yeah, at Heart, wild which is most well known book about kind of the wildness of God. And uh, I'll take a little quick aside here. I always think of. I was a big fan of the Chronicles of Narnia, and, okay. and in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, the kids are hearing about Aslan, the lion who's the Christ figure, and they're getting nervous, and one of them asks the beavers, Mr. and Mrs. Beaver, you know, is, is Aslan safe? And Mr. Beaver kind of chuckles and says, of course he's not safe, but he's, <laughs> exactly. go- but he's good. Yeah. And, and, of course, that's the yeah. depiction of God, and, and Eldridge writes kind of a lot like that god is wild mm-hmm. he's he we don't know his ways his ways are above our ways but of course he has revealed a lot of himself to us 
but he's good. And, and, and it, it comes to a point of us really trusting and believing that his heart toward us is good. Yeah. And, and anyway, to get my friend and I kind of bonded over those books and he had this idea for a ministry that he called out there to get guys, um, out of their comfort zone, get guys together doing something physical, um, that pushing through a physical challenge would teach us some lessons in the spiritual mm-hmm. realm as well. Mm-hmm. And we kind of had a motto, you know, we, we did these crazy hikes a number of years ago in Guana in the wildlife management area down there. And there are a million hilarious stories, as you can imagine, coming out of those. Um, but our motto in those was kind of the only way out is through, you know, you're, right. you're, 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 you're pushing through this incredibly hot day hiking, you know, more miles maybe than we had ever hiked before. And, but if you want it to end and you want to get through it, you you, you want to get out of it, you just got to keep going through it till exactly. you till you're out. And he liked that motto because it, it, it had so much, um, spiritual significance as well. And now as we were talking in the break, I've been thinking about that he's now gone, through the fire, right? Through the battle, through life, through his illness, through the trials of life that the Bible tells us to expect. And and he's now out, so to speak. Yeah. He's gone through. The only way out is through. And mm-hmm. he's out in the sense that he's with the king. He's out of this life and this world. And um, and and I'm so thankful for him, and, and I know I'll see him again. Well, I was immediately, we're gonna, we're gonna, I've got a caller I want to take in just a second, but I was thinking about, just as you were sharing that, I was thinking about Psalm 23, in particular. Everybody knows Psalm 23. It's often the 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 psalm read at funerals. Mm. But there was one thing I was looking at this the other day with a guy that I'm discipling and getting to spend a lot of time with. Is verse four of uh, chapter Psalm 23? It says, "Even though I walk through mm-hmm. the valley." Yep of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. Right. Yeah. So there, the, the idea is that we're going to, we're going to walk through some rough stuff. Yep. Those rough things are, God's going to use those to shape and mold us into the image of Christ. Now we need a brother to walk through it mm-hmm. with too. Mm-hmm. You know, so often we do find ourselves in lonely times. We, we tell people all the time, Hey, get involved. It doesn't have to be SWAT. Get involved in a Bible study with another man, yep. you know, who's going to carry your casket? Yep. Is it just going to be your brothers mm. and your, you know, your brother-in-laws? Mm-hmm. Or is it going to be some men that you've done life with? Yeah, that's a so. great point. I know we've got a phone call. Uh, Austin. I Austin is on the phone. Glad you called, Austin. What's your question or comment? Hey, fellas. Uh, well, just first, uh, quick, uh, this is a question about the SWAT meeting. So are are they on a break until a later date after the summer? Yeah, the, the SWAT Bible studies now will be on a break until September, uh, probably right after Labor Day or maybe the week after Labor Day. Doug will pick those back up again, but you can always check on SWATradio.com uh, for information on, on when the studies will start up again. But it should be early September, and there's multiple locations around Jacksonville. Good deal, good deal. Uh, this is David and, and Brian as well? Uh, yeah, David and Brad. Brad, Brad, I, I I had the pleasure of listening to you at the uh, the all call the other good. night, and uh, man, it was just really encouraging listening to how how us, you know, young young disciples should should be discipled and not not just thrown into the you know into the water or into the world as as a, you know as what happens. Um, I know I was at a SWAT Bible study and they 
um, Doug asked, you know, who, who, who is, uh, who has been saved and then, you know, not really discipled? And there was, mm. there was a lot of hands that yeah. went up. Yeah. And um, I, I just, I, I'm really thankful for um, the church that, that has these groups to be able to get into, but it, it does take a step, a leap of faith to try to get into them. Uh, um, and, and as you're saying, um, to, to disciple someone, to for you to step out and to walk with someone young that um really needs to be spiritually fed because you know when we go to church that's just to stir our affection and then what you know if, if we're doing that just once a week um as doug says you know there's a lot of men that they don't get into the bible but 30 minutes i think in the whole year yeah and um <laughs> the pastor uh did did a uh a funny depiction of a of a baby swinging the umbilical cord, and it's like you know this, these are these are the babies that you are, you know, and I, I, it just that that just in itself stirred me to 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 get get to with somebody, to get with a brother, to get get with um, someone that was older and wiser and that had had walked with Christ for a long time. So I just really thank you guys for for being called, you know, for for being the men that God called you to be to do this. And, uh, I mean, that's all what life is about, is, am I right? Yeah, amen, Austin, and thank you for calling. You know, I, I, I totally agree uh, with Austin is that you, know, you, you, you look at all of life. I mean, you, you can talk about sports. You can talk about business. I remember the first time I'd never been to a gym that had weights when I was in college. Mm-hmm. I went to college to go play golf. Okay, golfers didn't lift weights. Right. I had a fraternity brother that liked to lift weights. And I, I thought one time, I mean, he had a pretty good physique. I thought, man, I could probably, you know, benefit from that. I went with him. He taught me and showed me how mm-hmm. to lift the weights. Right. How many people show up at gyms and don't have a clue what they're doing? Yep. We're doing that spiritually. Though. Yeah. We're, we're going to church. And, and by the way, if you're going to church and that's your only source of spiritual nourishment, you're malnourished. I can mm-hmm. promise you that. Mm-hmm. You're malnourished. We need to be with one another. We need to walk life one another. You and I both just said a minute ago, we don't have all the answers, but aren't you glad you've got men that you're walking life with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, uh, to go back to a point you were making before Austin called about walking through from Psalm 23, walking through the valley or going through the fire or whatever it is, you know, Chuck said something I thought was great, very profound the other day about about people who might say, "Hey, I I go to to your point. I go to church. Mm-hmm. I give to the church. Mm-hmm. I I do good works. I I do a service project now and then. I I I might even go to a Bible study. Why are these things happening to me that are bad? Or you know, the Bible promises that God will bless me, and but I don't feel very blessed, mm-hmm. and I've got all these troubles in my life, and this and that." And Chuck made the point that people are missing something. They're they're missing the point, and he put it this way. It's not about what God is doing to you. It's what God is doing for you yeah. or for us. Yeah. And yeah. and the Bible is full of not just we might go through trials. The Bible is full of you will go through trials. <clears throat> James, and, James 1, 2. Yeah, and Peter saying, you know, they're, they're there to refine your faith, which is more right. precious than gold. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So God looks at it. From this part of our life, yeah, we're already in eternity. <laughs> we're right. just, we, we're we just, are sanctified. Yeah, but this part of our life is we're looking at it because we don't know that much more, except you know what God is teaching us. But He sees the big picture. Yes, and yeah. and He's conforming us to the image of Christ. And so all these things 
that we go through, and that's part of being becoming spiritually mature and having that biblical worldview that we live in a fallen world, that that God isn't the author of evil, that Satan is, and that our our own hearts are evil apart from Him, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and that and that these <laughs> things are going to happen. That men do just you know. Well, I, we can go in, we can go through a litany of things that are going on right now that that show that. I'm so. sitting here looking at that Psalm 23 that I opened up just a minute ago, and I was thinking, if the Lord is your shepherd, if He's your shepherd, and you're not lying down in green pastures, you're you're not feeding on the Word of God. If you're not drip, drinking from still waters, He'll make you. Mm. It says he makes me lie down. Mm, in that's green a pastures. great point. Yeah, he, he, I never he thought of that. He leads me beside mm. still waters, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Mm. And then he comes out of the valley, and it's worship. Mm-hmm. At, at first, it's he, he, he. He does this. He does this. He does this. And he's going to lead you through some valleys. Mm. And you're going to come out of that valley because you're going to walk through that valley. It doesn't say he ran through the valley. He, he walked through the valley. Right. For you were with me. Mm. Your rod and staff, they comfort me. These are words of worship. Isn't that true? Yeah, absolutely. When we worship, we're, we're declaring the goodness of God. You prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anointed my head with oil. Mm. That's worship. And, uh, boy, as we chew on God's word, we should worship him. Absolutely. What a great way to end the program today and end for the next uh, several weeks as we take a break during the summer and Doug's going to run some uh, replays so make sure you listen to those Brad it was great being here with you today I enjoyed it and uh, we look forward thank you to all of you who listen we look forward to Doug being back live here in several weeks and we hope you'll tune in on SWAT radio take care guys see you Steve If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spirit.